We're hearing a lot about Secure Act 2.0, so what's in it and how could it affect planning for retirement? The short answer is plenty. On today's show, we're going to break it down. Information vital to your retirement planning. I feel like this is my world, retirement planning, financial planning. It's Retire Fit Radio with Nathan Fort. So when it comes to retirement, retirement is such a big deal. Nathan Fort of Vital Retirement Planners shows you how to become financially fit in your retirement. In your retirement. It's Retire Fit Radio with Nathan Fort. I take safety more seriously than most financial advisors. Welcome, everybody, to Retire Fit Radio with Nathan Ford. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Nathan is an independent fiduciary with over 16 years of experience. He is founder and president of Vital Retirement Planners. You can also check out his website at retireaustin.com. Good Sunday morning, Nathan. How are you? Great, Teresa. How are you feeling? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, and enjoying the, the fall weather, getting a little bit cooler. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, a, tad. a little bit, a little bit, yeah, not, just, not much. Right, right. Not by much, but uh, what? We're not, getting there, though. Moving in the right direction. Exactly. Exactly. We, we, we love summer. We yes. love the, the heat and spending time on the lake, but uh, we're, we're ready for a change at some point. Yeah, right. Yeah. Especially, especially if you're like me and you have to wear a collar. Oh, you know? yes. Yes. And it's uh, 95 <laughs> degrees with uh, close to 100% humidity. You're, you're about ready for a change and in the weather. Yeah, you've definitely got the ring around the collar <laughs> when it comes to weather <laughs> like that. So change is good. Change is good most of the time. Now, well, you alluded to the Secure Act 2.0. Um, yeah, there's many parts to it. It's, and again, mm. we're going disc- to put a disclaimer. This is not set in stone. It's just something proposed, so it may or may not happen. But it's good to know what may happen so you're prepared. Um, and, and we're not clear on what's going to be in the final bill, but it most agree it will be passed in some form by the end of this year. And uh, another part of this is the Ways and Means Committee draft of the major tax bill, and it contains a number of provisions that would change retirement planning. So we're going to take a look at some of the highlights and, in some cases, lowlights of both proposals. Right. There's both. Yes. There's both. Yep. Well, it's, you know, there's been trillions and trillions of dollars of new spending, so it shouldn't surprise most people that uh, we're seeing some proposed bills uh, talking about changes with taxation and retirement plans. And a lot of people are asking, well, what, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What, what has been passed? What's just proposed? And how is this going to impact me? And, and hopefully what we, what we can do today is talk a little bit more about how these changes could affect you because anybody can Google, you know, Google search the Secure Act 2.0 and kind sure. of read through this list. Um, some of it uh, is is pretty interesting, and and I have a a portion of my brain sometimes that tries to figure out the intent behind certain proposed bills. Mm-hmm. Like uh, try to look past the initial reaction, or maybe maybe how the bill is advertised. Right? Some people don't don't think of uh, Congress selling bills to the public, but that's absolutely what they do. Right? Right. Right. That's that's politics. Mm-hmm. Here's here's what we want to do, and here's what we want to accomplish. Now, how do we get everyone on board? And that's where the advertising and marketing, and here's what this means. And so uh, I, I'll, I'll try to look at it from both angles, 
uh, you know, how this could help retirees and maybe some things you want to kind of keep in mind uh, and, and maybe be careful about. But uh, one thing I think is interesting is there's a proposal here that would require new employees to kind of default with a contribution, a 3% contribution to their employer-sponsored retirement plan. Uh So if you were to hire on and you did not opt out, right? I think that's important to throw out there. You could. You you can decide you don't want to do this. They're not going to force you to do it. Right. But you and I both know if you have to opt out, you're going to have a lot more people participating uh, with this uh, this requirement in place. And this really, this really would be a mandate and it's a little controversial. Right. Uh, as most mandates should be, you know, should the government be requiring employers to do this? And, and, uh, what I haven't seen yet is what, you know, what are the penalties for employers not complying? Right. So, so this may be, uh, may not be great for employers, but, uh, we could see some, some silver lining for, uh, employees and, people planning for retirement. So essentially you're signed up with a 3% contribution to your employer plan and contributions would also increase 1% per year up to 10%. So I'm, I'm sure if you wanted to contribute more than 10%, you can, but as far as this, uh, I think of this as like a cruise control retirement uh, planning uh-huh. uh, system that the government's going to put in place. If you just kind of went along with the flow, you're going to be adding about 1% per year till you get to about 10%. So good things and bad things, right? Uh, so good thing is a lot of people are going to have more in retirement savings. Uh, and bad thing, if you, if you think of it as, if you think there's drawbacks to this. Uh, some people may have other ideas for their investments that could, uh, uh, or for their resources and their money that uh, they would prefer to, to approach. And these could be better options than the 401ks and, and the employer plans. And of course you can opt out so you can decide not to do that. But a lot of people, you know, if something's on cruise control, they're just going to go with it. Right. Um, a lot of 401ks can be restrictive in terms of uh, the investment options you have in there. You're uh, you know, restricted to the plan document. And uh, not again, you can, you can find some great investment options in there for the most part, but you're at the end of the day, you're limited. Yeah. So it's good to do. I mean, it is, it is good to save. It's good for some people, like it's, but it's like a set it and forget it. You just, if you, but you don't want to, you know, you do have the option to opt out. So. Right. 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 And here's a little part of my brain that uh, that, that uh, activates and asks questions and is maybe uh, a little uh, cynical or skeptical. Mm-hmm. And I would ask questions like, "Well, uh, w- w- we understand that the, uh, the retirement plans out there today are representing a nice piggy bank." for the government to potentially pay for all of these very expensive spending bills. Mm, Is, is this just a way to accumulate a larger piggy bank for the future that the government can tap into at uh, whatever rates they decide to tap into? Remember uh, these retirement plans are taxed at uh, ordinary income tax rates. And uh, 
the belief across the board with all the experts is it's very likely these rates are going to increase. So uh, is this kind of a, a ploy to accumulate um, tax deferred piggy banks that we can tax at whatever rates we want to later on? Again, that's the cynical, skeptical side of my brain. Sure. Now, fortunately, if, if your employer offers a Roth 401k option, uh, I'd really recommend you look into that. So these are non-tax deductible, so you don't get a short-term tax benefit mm -hmm. for saving, but all that money gets to grow tax-free, um, at least as far as the tax code is currently written. Uh, when you withdraw those funds later on down the road, you don't care what the tax rates are. So uh, if you owe the Roth IRA, a lot of these concerns are, are really no concerns at all. But they're fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Definitely fun to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we could always, yeah, you could always uh, guess what, you know, what's going on behind the curtains. What kind of conversations uh, right. is uh, Congress having, uh, you know, when they got these giant bills and they need to pay for them and uh, where do we get the money and how do we, and, how do we pitch it, right? Yeah, and what could go wrong, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, so. We can, we can trust the government with it. Sure. Everything. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe think about that for a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, a couple of the changes I think are interesting mm -hmm. is uh, required minimum distribution. So okay. when you have money that's in retirement accounts that hasn't been taxed yet, this is tax deferred, taxable stuff. Uh, the government's going to require you at some point to start taking withdrawals that used to be 70 and a half. Now it's 72. Uh, this is because of the SECURE Act that was passed in 2019, but they're looking at increasing the required minimum distribution age again. So this would further delay the uh, distribution, which is, is good for most people. I, I mean, I think this is, I mean, you could argue it's good for everybody because uh, you're, you're, you're an adult. You can decide to take withdrawals from your IRAs if you want to. You don't have to have a requirement. Um, you know, at, at the at the cost of penalties from the IRS for taking withdrawals, but uh, they're looking at increasing this all the way to seventy five, uh, age seventy five. Now, this would be for people who turn seventy four in twenty thirty one. So they're okay. going to kind of phase into this and scale into it. Uh, so that's something kind of to keep your eye on. Um, and then the Secure Act two point uh, is it could limit a number of other things, and, and I think maybe we'll get into this in the next segment, but. Uh, I, what I'd like to do, Teresa, I'll, I know a lot of people have questions. What do I do with my retirement accounts, especially as they get closer to retirement age? Maybe they're eligible for rollovers from their 401ks or Roth 401ks. What do I do with those? Do I convert my accounts uh, from uh, pre-tax to Roth? And what's the best way to do that? And over how much time can I, can I do that? And what are the benefits and drawbacks and limitations? So I would like to make 10 spots available for our listeners today to come in and, and have that conversation with me. We'll talk about your retirement plan, your timeline, your resources, and we'll put together a plan that makes the most sense for you, that's tax efficient, cost effective, and it's really tailored to your situation, your goals, and your objectives. But you gotta call now. 
You can call Nathan at 800-890-5008, 800-890-5008. can also text Nathan to the same number. And this is for retirees and pre-retirees. Common sense, planning, and straight talk. Instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch that you might get somewhere else, you know, folks, you just need to sit down and get that financial roadmap put together. And Nathan, he will translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense talking about secure act 2.0 there's a lot there it might not make sense to you so you know nathan he'll he'll go through with you and, and you know any any questions that you have it's a great chance for you to get that true practical financial review and it's going to show you where you are now but most importantly it's going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be or nowadays a gps in short you've got nothing to lose call now 10 spots open 800-890-5008 800-890-5008 and uh, what's coming up in the next segment so we're talking about the secure act 2.0 and the ways and means committee draft of the major tax bill we're gonna uh, do a little more diving into some of these details so don't go away tuned to Retire Fit Radio with Nathan Fort. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Nathan is founder and president of Vital Retirement Planners. And you can check out his website at retireaustin.com. And Nathan is a busy, busy guy, loves the outdoors. He coaches kids soccer. And you're in a soccer league yourself and, and just loves fitness, parallels fitness with retirement. And that is a good example. It really is. Well, the principles are the same if you think about it. Right. Right. You, you, you got to have a plan. You got to uh, put it to work. You got to be held accountable and responsible. And, and there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of satisfaction that comes from being uh, physically fit and financially fit. Right. You just mm-hmm. kind of feel put together. Things are in order, organized. And uh, this is especially true in retirement planning. Um, I can't tell you how, how much satisfaction I have by uh, helping people just eliminate and evaporate the stress and fear around their retirement simply by organizing and putting order and, and assigning a purpose to retirement accounts and just putting together, together a strategy. Um, most people have retirement accounts, but few people actually have a plan right. and a strategy, right? That's almost like having a whole bunch of materials and not having a plan for building your house mm-hmm. or, or having a bunch of workout equipment, but you don't know how to use it or when to use it. or uh, you know. So I, I see myself almost as a financial coach, a retirement planning coach. Right. Um, but part of this uh, planning process really requires that you, you keep an ear to the ground in terms of what's going on uh, at the Capitol, right? What, what's going on with tax law changes and retirement plans? And, uh, you know, we're talking about the Secure Act 2.0, which is not signed into law yet, but we believe that some fashion of it is going to pass before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of a good thing to be in the know, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and be prepared because you, you want to be. You know, wanted anything just sneaking up on you at the last minute going, wow, okay, didn't expect that. So at least right. you're, at least you're prepared. It was like a weather it. forecast. Exactly. <laughs> right? You plan it for a trip and you see, uh, you know, you see this 
horrendous forecasts, all these storms, you're probably going to pack a few a few things differently, mm-hmm. right? If right. you have that forecast, so, so we've got kind of a tax forecast and a retirement uh, plan forecast. So anyway, that one of one of these items that I think is really interesting. Uh, now we know about required minimum distributions. At, at you know, when you're 72, in the year you turn 72, you're required to start taking withdrawals from your retirement accounts that are uh, in a pre-tax status. So mm-hmm. for this would be most 401ks and traditional IRAs, and the amount you withdraw has uh, you know it's really linked to like a life expectancy table and. Um, and depending on who your primary beneficiary is of the account, that could also uh, affect the amount that you're required to withdraw. But there's a very interesting twist to this that they're proposing that, um, and this may not sound like a big deal to a lot of people, but I kind of want to make a point here and, and basically make the point that it is, I think it is a big deal. Okay. So uh, what they're saying is if you have uh, a combined value, you take up all your IRAs, your retirement plans, this would include Roth IRAs, 401ks. And if all of that exceeds $10 million at the end of the prior year, mm-hmm. and you have a taxable income above $400,000 for single filers and $450,000 for married uh, joint filers, then here's what's going to happen. The government's going to say, you need to withdraw, not a percentage linked to your life expectancy. Or we don't really care who your primary beneficiary is. You need to take out half of the excess. So, so think about this. Let's say you have, let's say your total retirement accounts adds up to $16 million dollars you're going to have to withdraw half of the amount that exceeds 10 million. So you got 6 million that exceeds the 10, take out half of it. You're going to have to withdraw $3 million and pay taxes on that. Uh, And at what rate you're, you're paying at ordinary income tax rates. Now you're again, this is out of the gate. It's not going to affect a very large number of people. Mm-hmm. But here's what we've seen historically with bills like this that have been passed is, uh, again, we, we talked last segment about the sales pitch and how they package mm. these bills. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, so get it sold. Right. And then once it's a bill, how hard is it to just change the numbers? Hmm. Yeah. Right. right. So now we have we have this general structure in place that you're going to have to withdraw 50% over a certain threshold. Well, what if we just move that threshold around a little bit, mm-hmm. right? What if it's, what if it's a million dollars? I mean, I, what comes to my mind is you think of the uh, estate tax exemption, right? This is uh, uh, an exemption you get to apply to your estate that, uh, uh, you know, your heirs are not going to pay an estate tax unless your total uh, estate exceeds a certain limit, right? Years ago, I remember when it was $1 million. So if you had an estate that was worth more than a million dollars, you're into the estate tax uh, zone and you're quickly into some of the highest tax rates. And then it was changed to five point something million, right? per, Per married couple. 
So it's over 10 million if, if, if you're married. Okay. Um, so that, that whole idea of the estate tax exemption was passed in the law, but that number has changed. Now it's changed in a favorable way, but uh, it could easily, very easily be reversed. So I kind of have, you know, again, this is the, the, the cynical, skeptical portion of my brain. Okay. I try to keep it, I try to keep it a small part of my brain. But it's there, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it's loud. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait a second. I mean, this seems like it's not going to apply to me. A lot of people are going to say, eh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm I'm fine with that. It's not going to affect me. But you got to think past the passing of the bill and think of what kind of power the government is going to have in their hands. Uh, now, now again, now some people might think, well, what kind of influence do I have mm-hmm. over whether this bill gets passed or not? Well, you can. Right, your congressman. I mean, they do read the letters. They do yeah. have staff that read those. I've I've been to D.C. several times. I've had meetings with congressmen. I've met with their their staff. Uh, they do read the letters and they reply. Yes, they do. I had one too. Right, yep. right letters. And I had have the you? staff get back to me, but they were very helpful. So they do. So yeah. It, you know, some people think, well, there's nothing I can do. Well, s- start writing letters, mm-hmm. and, and and maybe you can even. Uh, write out write out a letter that you can uh, send to your friends who are and, and family members who you think are kind of on the same wavelength and uh, it, it just get a group of people sure send you know, flood their office with letters you'll get their attention oh yeah absolutely uh, so I yeah the, but again if we peer behind the the curtains and maybe we're a fly on the wall in these conversations the government's having they they might be uh, uh, really just planning for some way to pay for all these giant spending bills. Yes, because the money's got to come from somewhere. And, and you know, you, you joke about being cynical, but it is good to be cynical, especially what's going on now, like you just mentioned. And, and, and it's just, you know, uh, <laughs> right. or, or mandates, and we won't get into too much, but it's like there's right. just so much going on right now that it, you, you have a right to be cynical. I mean, it's it's just, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. You, you make a good point. I think there's a very fine line between being cynical and being aware. Right, right. Right, just, just eyes open, ears open, just pay attention. Um, don't, uh, don't take the sales pitch at face value, mm-hmm. right? right? You gotta, you gotta just think, right? I, I, I think too many people are thinking, but anyway, uh, we're in an interesting spot where we've got all these, uh, all this money. We got these, this debt we've got to pay for mm-hmm. and you just have to, I mean, if there's any takeaway from this secure act 2.0 and this whole conversation is that. There's a lot of attention on retirement accounts. I mean, there right. is a spotlight. Your retirement accounts are center stage. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? What's the takeaway here? You need to get your retirement accounts out of the spotlight. Right. right. If, you have, if you have accounts that are taxed, taxed at ordinary income, you've got pre-tax, tax-deferred accounts, you need to have a plan in place to address this problem. You have a massive tax liability. The government is after your account. You need to act now. Uh, you don't have much time. Uh, it was, this was one thing we didn't even get to, but uh, they're going to take away some forms of Roth conversions completely for some people. Mm, yeah. Uh, for, so for some of you listening today, you have a, a couple months to do some of the last Roth conversions you may ever be able to do on some with some of your money. So you got to call now. So we have another eight spots ready uh, and available. 
call now. You'll sit down with me. We'll talk about your retirement plan, your tax situation. We can put together a tax plan, a short-term and a long-term tax plan. We have a great financial planning team. We have tax experts, uh, great reporting software. You got to come in. Again, we've got eight spots, but you got to call now because those are going to go fast. 800-890-5008, 800-890-5008. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. Folks, there is no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation and to find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Nathan. He is an advisor you can trust. He's got more than 16 years of experience. He's an independent fiduciary. We say this all the time. A fiduciary's got your best interest in mind, not somebody else's. You know, he's there listening uh, to your concerns and plans for your future. Let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you. Again, that number, just eight spots, say your phone ringing, might be about seven or six at this point. You want to get in now, 800-890-5008, 800-890-5008. There is more show on the way. What's coming up, Nathan? Well, I hear this quite a bit. If I knew now what I knew then, right, it's something I often hear from those just getting into retirement. When we come back, we'll go over some of the most common regrets when it comes to saving for retirement. Austin for spending some of your Sunday with us. You are tuned to Retire Fit Radio with Nathan Fort. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Nathan is an independent fiduciary with more than 16 years of experience, president and founder of Vital Retirement Planners. And you can check out his website at retireaustin.com. And it can help you out with pretty much, you know, all your retirement questions, you don't have a plan in place, it's definitely time to get that in place, especially where we're headed, because we, we really don't know. We were just talking about the Secure Act 2.0. Who knows? But you want to make sure your retirement dollars are safe. You don't want the government taxing more unless you like taxing, which I don't know too many people that do. I don't know any. Yeah, I don't know any either. But um, yeah, it's better to be aware, better to have that plan in place. A 401k is not a plan, as you said. Uh, a plan is actually seeing everything written down, everything where your money's going, money you have for savings, maybe long-term care. There's so many different questions. Nathan can definitely help you out with that, of course. And you were saying about before about, you know, uh, what you knew then, you wish you knew now, and hindsight's twenty twenty. And while you can't turn back the clock, you can avoid making some common mistakes that lead to regret when it comes to saving for retirement. And we have some of the biggest things retirees wish they did differently. And number one, obviously, not saving enough money. Is the big one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, too many people have learned at a very early age to, to live beyond their means. Right. right. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that's been a problem. Um, I think the smart, smartest people that I've met have always lived. They're very disciplined about living below their means and being smart about the difference and investing. And, you know, 401k plans, like you mentioned, are probably probably one of the most popular vehicles for doing this because it's it's easy it's payroll deducted and uh, most employers offer them but i think what's mis misleading about 401ks is 
in the name 401k plan. Uh, you know, people think they have a plan because they have a, <laughs> they're participating in a 401k plan. It's an account. It's a retirement account. There is no strategy or, or purpose really uh, towards your retirement. I mean, you have to kind of figure out how you're going to deploy that 401k to make your retirement a success. But that account in and of itself is not a plan. It's a vehicle for uh, saving and investing and getting some tax benefits for doing that. But I hear that all the time. I wish I would have saved more. I wish I would have invested more. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the, the other part of that is some people are not saving as much as they can. At least there, there's more money that they could be saving that they would if they knew they could, right? There's right. catch-up contributions. Mm-hmm. Uh, not catch-up like on a hot dog, but catch-up. <laughs> like you're, you're, you're going to catch up because you're behind in the race. And some people would argue with you. Ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right. just kidding. Everybody likes their mustard or whatever. Are, are you are you the mustard only or, or no? I actually only? do like ketchup, so that's fine. Oh, I'm just joking with you, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do know I do know some right sauerkraut and mustard. Oh yeah, I know some, I know some of those. Wow, people. yeah, yes. So yeah, but these uh, the purpose of the ketchup contributions is for those people who are looking back and saying, "Man, I wish I would have saved more." Uh, the the government's going to let you. Uh, increase your contributions if you're over 50. So for those who are 50 plus, make sure you're uh, getting the most that you can. So uh, if you're younger than 50 in a 401k, $19,500 is the most that you can save. But uh, you get an additional $6,500 if you're over 50. Uh, Now, these contribution limits are the same for Roth accounts as well in a Roth 401k. and then you've got the IRA, traditional IRA, and the Roth IRA contribution limits, which are $6,000 if you're younger than 50. But for those who are 50 and over, you get an extra $1,000. So make sure you're contributing enough. And what I would suggest is, again, if you're within 10 years of retirement, you need to have your retirement plan. But that retirement plan should also include your contribution strategy for the next 10 years or seven years or five years or however much longer you think you're going to work. Um, I've been sifting through these details with a lot of folks recently who are much more aware of the benefit to certain types of uh, retirement plans, like the uh, retirement accounts, like the Roth strategies, for example. Uh, we're, We're helping clients reallocate the new contributions that they're making to their retirement plans and we're, we're adding a lot more Roth. I just don't believe in, you know, my heart of hearts that tax deferred strategies are going to be um, very beneficial in the long run. I think tax rates are going to be higher in the future. So what are we doing tax deferring all of our money? Mm-hmm. To me, to me, that doesn't make sense. So I, I that's right. why I like that Roth strategy. Oh yeah, that's that definitely sounds like a good one, and um, diversifying uh, the method of saving money is also not doing that. Is uh, yeah, not not diversifying, right? And and not uh, not having the right investment strategy in play. You know, everyone should be focused on their money growing, especially if you're, uh, you know, not yet in retirement. Um, well. Whether you are you or you are not, there always should be some portion of your portfolio that's growth focused, growth oriented. So there should be exposure to equities and uh, you know large cap, mid cap, 
small cap, you should have your funds invested. But you want to be careful about your asset allocation, meaning what portion of your portfolio is exposed to certain types of equities and what portion uh, is uh, maybe what I call lazy or safe money. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you can have safe money that's not lazy. You can get a better rate of return than uh, most money market and bonds. Uh, there are other strategies that we've been able to implement with our clients that will get them closer to that you know, 4 to 6% average over time without uh, uh, really risk of losing money in the market. So everybody should have some portion of their portfolio that's safe and some portion that's in growth mode. And that portion really should be determined by your timeline and your resources. This is one thing we go through in detail during um, our investment planning step of our retirement planning process. Um, And here's a concept that I want more people to be thinking about. Uh, Portfolio efficiency. Okay. So, so sometimes when I when I say those words, I get a little bit of a confused look. Like, what what are you talking about? What is that? My advisor hasn't talked to me about that. Well, what this means is, if you're taking a certain level of risk in your portfolio, and by the way, you need to know what level of risk you're taking. There needs you, you need to have some understanding, uh, some way to rank that and rate it. So, uh, let's let's say on a scale of one to a hundred. Your portfolio is is at a 50. So you're middle of the road in terms of risk. So if that portfolio is efficient, that means you're being compensated appropriately for that level of risk that you're taking. Uh, And if you're very efficient, maybe you're getting compensated as if you were taking a higher level of risk. Hmm. Right. So let's say your portfolio is at a 50. But uh, we can get your compensation, the, the, the growth and the returns to that portfolio to look more like a 60 or a 65. So if you just looked at your returns, you would guess that you were taking a 60, 65 level risk, but you're actually a 50. So that would be a very efficient portfolio. So an inefficient portfolio would be one that's at a level 50, but you're being compensated like you're at a 30 or a 40. So... And, and here's why a lot of people are not thinking about this. At least I, I, I know a lot, some people are, but not enough people, in my opinion, is because the markets have been so good for so long. We have this record-breaking bull run. Everybody's winning. And unfortunately, people just are not that interested in the performance of their portfolio when things are going well. Right, right. Yeah, because well, yeah, they're so they're. You don't want to say they're spoiled, but they're used to it. You know, they're like, oh, okay, great. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Right. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I had a conversation. I don't, I don't know why I just thought of this, but it's, it's kind of like this conversation I had with uh, a tire shop. I went to go get my tires done and it was, uh, I had to get them replaced. And uh, it was a, you know, very nice weather, sunshiny day, Saturday morning. And uh, I was chatting with the guy at the desk. I was like, man, you guys are busy. I bet, I bet your Saturdays are really your busiest days. And he said, you know what's interesting? Our busiest days are the rainy days. Hmm. I was like, oh, interesting. And so he explained to me that that's when people start slipping around. They're sliding on the road and they're realizing there's something wrong. They don't have great tires. They don't have great tread. Now they need to think about it. So we don't tend to think about the, the, the status of our tires, the health of our tires when road conditions are perfect. Right. Right. 
it's when things are, 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 are not going right. That's when we tend to be a little bit more aware. Uh, so here's the tip of the day for your investments and your portfolio. Don't wait for bad times to get your tires checked, to get your portfolio checked. Don't wait for the stock market to come crashing down and that rece recession that we're eight years overdue for. Don't wait for that to show up before you take a deep dive and look into your risk and your efficiency and all that. Do that now. Uh, markets markets are still looking pretty good. Tax rates are still very low. Now's the time to get your planning in place. And it looks like, uh, Teresa, we have room for another five callers. For the next five callers, you will have an opportunity to sit down with me. And we're going to take a deep dive into your portfolio and get these really important questions answered. But you got to call now. And that first step is to sit down with a financial advisor. Something we're talking about resonates with you today, whether it is tax planning, Social Security, health care, just that overall big picture. You want to give Nathan a call, 800-890-5008, 800-890-5008. Maybe you feel the need just to get that second opinion or you want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals. Maybe you don't have a plan in place, like we said, and you really need to get that, and you've been thinking about it. And with so many different changes possibly coming up or going on, now is the time to call Nathan and take the stress out of planning for your future. That number again, 800-890-5008, 800-890-5008. Spots are filling up. You want to get in and get in now. We've got one more segment left. This is always a fun one. What's coming up, Nathan? Well, when we come back, we're going to address some of the questions that have rolled in from some of you. And welcome back, everybody, to Retire Fit Radio with Nathan Ford. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Nathan is founder and president of Vital Retirement Planners. Always check out his website at retireaustin.com. Time now for some fun with listener questions. Thank you so much for uh, writing these in. First up, Maddie in Austin says, My company offers a 401k and a Roth 401k. Currently, I contribute 6% to my 401k and 8% to my Roth 401k. Is this a good long-term strategy? I want to contribute all to my Roth 401k starting in 2022. Is that a better strategy? And also, can I take out my principal if needed from my Roth 401k since it's after tax dollars? There's a lot of questions there. A lot of, a lot of great questions yeah. there. So, uh, Maddie, I really like the direction you're thinking in. I, I, again, I've said this earlier on the show today, I just don't really believe in tax deferral. I don't like the idea of deferring taxes to a later date, uh, partly because I believe tax rates are going to be higher in the future. Uh, so if you want to get uh, tax breaks, you, you'd rather have them later. Uh, again, however you look at this, it's a little bit of a crapshoot because we don't know exactly where tax rates are going to be. But if, you, if you're good at reading the writing on the wall, that's really what your plan should be, is to create as much tax-free money as you can uh, later on down the road. Uh, when it comes to taking out your principal, if you need it. Now, Roth, uh, or sorry, 401k plans, whether it's pre-tax or after-tax, Roth, whatever, uh, they're all going to be limited, at least your access to the money is going to be limited by the plan document. Every, 
Every plan has its own plan document. It's kind of like the rule book that determines what you can and can't do, your access, when you can access it, when you can't. Uh, there are uh, some general rules. Typically, there's age minimums for accessing the funds. Uh, for the most part, if you've separated from service uh, or you've reached the age of 59 and a half while still working, that typically creates what we call a qualifying event. So at that point, you can do a rollover, you can access your money. Uh, if you're 55, uh, you're able to access the 401k money without tax penalties. Um, I really recommend talking with a competent, trained financial professional before you start doing that. Um, and I would recommend a, an independent fiduciary who can give you some guidance uh, from a tax perspective as well. And Maddie, we'd love to have you come in and sit down and we can talk about your situation. Um, I think it's important for folks to know as well there, that there are other tax-free investment strategies outside of the Roth. Um, I know a lot of people that are accumulating uh, incredible tax-free buckets of money through uh, different types of plans. These could include uh, uh, overfunding cash value life insurance plans. Uh, there's other strategies you can implement, but you, you've got to know which of these strategies are most relevant to you and, and have a plan uh, to use those. So good question, Maddie. All right. And next up, we've got Stuart in Cedar Park. He says, I have a little over 50000 to invest. I'm 62 and I want to retire in three years. Investing a CD used to be a good idea. Now I'm not so sure. Are there any low-risk things I could put the money into and at least make something more than the bank rate? I don't need the money anytime soon. Stuart, you've got options. Um, a lot of options that are much more attractive than CDs. As, as I'm sure you, you're probably aware if you've done a little bit of shopping, CD rates are extremely low. We can almost round them down to zero. Uh, so if you want that money directly invested in the market, you're, you're going to have the opportunity for the best growth that way. And there are uh, professionally managed models that you could get access to that will uh, keep your money invested at a relatively low level of risk. So in other words, with a, a about 95% probability, you can kind of determine what range of returns to expect from a portfolio. So uh, now this is this is portfolio theory. It's statistics. A lot of people actually, Teresa. A lot of people don't know that you can take a portfolio and and uh, determine what range of returns you should expect, and within a, with about ninety five percent probability. Uh, so what this does is this empowers the investor to kind of take control over your potential losses and your potential gains by choosing a, a, a more conservative uh, model if you don't want to risk the money or maybe you need the money uh, fair, you know, in the short term. Uh, also, there are other uh, accounts that are not directly invested in the market you might want to take a look at. There's fixed annuities and fixed indexed annuities uh, that'll keep you completely protected from stock market losses. And many of these don't have any fees or charges, uh, but you can still get a decent rate of return. Um, I've, I've seen fixed rates between two and 3% and a good fixed indexed annuity can get you anywhere from zero to 15% in a year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really count on that 15%, but average is closer to three to 6%. So there are options, Stuart, uh, just call in. I'd be happy to walk you through those. 
Okay, great. And now we've got George. He is in Lakeway. He says, I turned 72 in July. I know I have to start taking my RMDs. I'm currently in the 12% tax bracket and have 125000 in my IRA. Can I do a Roth conversion to lower the amount of the RMD and still maintain the same tax rate? My income is just over 70000 annually. Oh, great question. This is a very good question. Yeah, now here's some RMD rules to keep in mind. Uh, in the year you have to take a withdrawal, so which would be 2021 for you, George, the required minimum distribution has already been set. So it's already been determined. And the reason this is, is because the IRS is going to use the value of your IRAs on the last day of the, of the prior year. So you're, they're gonna look at the value of your IRA on December 31 of 2020. So what you do this year in terms of conversions or anything like that is not going to impact your RMD amount for 2021. Now it, it may for 2022. Uh, so here's just a great lesson about retirement planning. You, you have to, I mean, you want to do the very best you can tax-wise for last year, but we should be thinking about the next several years. What's our strategy for the next several years? And if your advisor has not helped you put together a strategy for the next several years, I, I would say you're not getting what you're paying for. You should, you should require more than that. Because uh, at the end of the day, these retirement plans really, and these retirement accounts really don't mean much unless you know how much you're going to get net after taxes, and, and you can't really project that without having some kind of tax strategy uh, in play. So, uh, George, again, uh, kind of a long answer, but uh, what you do as far as conversions is not going to affect the distribution for 2021, but it will, it can for 2022, and there are some things you can do to keep yourself within certain tax brackets. But again, as we talked about before, we think those... Uh, tax rates and tax brackets are likely to experience some changes over the next uh, few years. Okay. All right. Now we've got Hannah in Austin. I'm recently divorced and retired at 67. My ex-husband previously handled our finances. In the split, I wound up with just under 250000 in an IRA and $127,000 that's in an indexed annuity. And that's about all I know. What kind of an advisor should I find to help me into retirement? And how do I know I can trust them? Hannah, this is it, such an important question. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that are probably in a similar boat. Uh, I think the divorce numbers are, clo are close to a, a third. Uh, don't quote me on that uh, for folks who are over 50. Uh, it's kind of a big deal, and this is a very common situation. You should know that there are some advisors that are not going to be very well equipped to help you. Uh, and, and let me give you an example. Uh, there are some advisors that are what we call captive advisors, where they're, they're an employee of a bank or a brokerage, and they're going to be very limited in terms of what they can do for you and what they can offer you and in the types of products they can service. So if you show up and visit with them uh, and, and you bring with you these, uh, these retirement accounts and this annuity, uh, there's, there's a chance that they may not be able to service those accounts, which means they're going to be under a little pressure to convince you to make changes so that they can service you 
and those changes may or may not be best for you. Again, I don't know anything about your your IRA or the indexed annuity you have, uh, but we're independent, which means we could we could help service uh, virtually any indexed annuity there is out there. Uh, at least give you some guidance on that, um, and we're independent in a lot of ways. Uh, so find an independent fiduciary, one who's required to operate in your best interest, and uh, that's a good start. Uh, again, emphasis on the independent, so they're not limited in terms of what they can do. Right. Uh, of course, Hannah, call in. Uh, I'd love to visit with you and see if there's, uh, see if what we do is a good fit for you. Um, if, if it is, great. We'd love to help you. If not, we could probably refer you to some people that might be uh, an even better fit. Um, but Teresa, it looks like we have room for one more caller. There's one more space. Uh, this has been a great show. We've talked about a lot of really important stuff, the SECURE Act 2.0, tax changes, a lot of stuff about taxes. Uh, if you're concerned about taxes or you don't have a tax strategy in place and you feel like the government is after your retirement accounts, you need to call in and we'll sit down and, and develop a, a customized strategy for you to pay the least amount in taxes. Uh, we're going to do this uh, by tailoring this plan to your resources, your timeline, your family dynamic. Uh, but you got to call in now. And that number to get in, just one spot left, it's 800-890-5008, 800-890-5008. Again, this is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's just common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. You know, Nathan, he can translate that complex financial world into something that just makes sense. And you get that true practical financial review. It's going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, it is going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. You've got nothing to lose. We talked about so much today. You got all these questions going on, or you don't have that plan in place. Now is the time. Again, nothing to lose, no obligation. 800 890 5008. Wow, this flew by today, Nathan, but it was a very important show, and I'm sure I'm looking forward to next weekend. Well, Teresa, you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll have some more good stuff to talk about next week. We'll see you all right back here next weekend for another edition of Retire Fit Radio with Nathan Ford. advisory services offered through Arbor Mutual Wealth Management and Nathan Fort. Nathan Fort and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Arbor Mutual Wealth Management. By contacting Arbor Mutual Wealth Management, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.